Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Alright, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, it is another one of our special trailer roundup episodes. We've been doing these for the last couple of months, at the beginning of the month, looking ahead to some of the movies that are coming up. And so we don't know for sure if we'll cover all these in full episodes, but we picked six of October's releases to do a quick little discussion about based on the trailer and try to uh, guess what puzzle pieces might be involved with these particular movies. So Jason Harris is, of course, joining me again for this one. You know, Jason, he's been on the show a bunch, and you also know him from Awesome Movie Year, which you should be listening to. If you're not, make sure to go check out Awesome Movie Year. Uh, But he is back again. We had a great time talking about these movies, and uh, I, I just love adding this little trailer thing to the whole uh, lineup of what Piecing It Together includes between the Breaking It Apart episodes, the Missing Pieces episodes, special interview ones, and then, of course, just our main episodes. So it's great to have all these little extra things to be able to, you know, keep things exciting and interesting and fresh. And I do hope you're enjoying piecing it together. I've been getting a lot of great feedback lately. So if you do enjoy the show, we would love your reviews. You can rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. You could also just tweet at us. We just love hearing from you. Or join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. And, uh, oh, I guess it would help if I... Gave you the Twitter handle, huh? So you could tweet at us. You, I, This is episode, I don't know, we have 144 regular episodes. Adding in all these specials, we're probably close to 200, if not over 200 at this point. So you should know our Twitter handle by now. But if you don't, it's at PiecingPod. So tweet at us, follow us, share us, do all that stuff. We really appreciate the support. So, uh, with all that said, we got a lot of piecing it together coming your way this month, October, but also, I am going to keep telling you guys about my new album, David Rosen. It's just self-titled, it's my sixth album, and it comes out October 4th, and next week, October 2nd, Friday, October 2nd, I have... Actually, I guess that's this week, it's later this week, I'm recording this a couple weeks ago, but... uh I have a special commentary episode of Piecing It Together where I talk about the new album 
while the music is playing and you're going to be the first people to get a chance to listen to this new album. So I'm really excited to share that with you. The album will be available on iTunes. It'll be available on Amazon, on Bandcamp, uh, everywhere music is available. Also for streaming on like Spotify and Apple Music and all that. There's also going to be a limited edition CD. You can go to my website, bydavidrosen.com to find out how to order that. Although I will tell you the best way to order that is on my Bandcamp profile, which is davidrosen.bandcamp.com. And if you order it on Friday, October 2nd, Bandcamp isn't going to take any cut from the sale. So I got to tell you, I would appreciate that. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I I like that Dave guy, he plays his music at the end of every episode of Piecing It Together. It's cool tracks. I I, I like that. And you're thinking that you want to check out this new album this Friday, set yourself a reminder this Friday, October 2nd, Buy the CD over at Bandcamp. They will not take any cut. And uh, I'll be able to, you know, put that money towards some new music videos, some new music promotion, trying to continue to get this music out there. And the music feeds into the podcast. The podcast feed into the music. And it's just a whole circle of promoting the stuff that I am a part of. Awesome movie year, too. So, yeah, new album coming out, special uh, special episode of Piecing It Together on Friday, October 2nd, playing the new album, and lots more Piecing It Together coming up, so make sure you're subscribed, and let's get into this conversation talking about some of these movies coming out in October. Jason Harris is back with us to look at some more movie trailers. How you doing, Jason? Oh, Dave, I'm fine. That's uh that's good. I'm I'm happy to hear that you're fine. Uh fine is a good good way to be yeah, we'll in these trying times, these weird, strange times. You know, I think people uh have been enjoying these trailer shows that you and I have been doing, and so it's time to look forward to October and some more trailers. We got six more lined up like we've done these last two months. And uh, obviously, we've got a lot of Halloween themes, you know, horror kind of stuff, but also a lot of other just totally random things thrown in the mix, like the war with Grandpa, which we'll get to uh, soon (laughs) enough. Uh, But... I think, you know, we're going to have plenty to talk about. We might as well just jump right in uh, to these movies. We're going to do them chronologically of release date again, like we've done the last two months. And starting not with a really Halloween-themed, but a very strange-looking movie, and also a documentary, which is something we don't really cover too often here on the show. Um, But it's called Dick Johnson is Dead. It's coming to Netflix October 2nd. And it looks like a weird but sweet kind of story uh about a woman dealing with her father's dementia and so they set out to film reenactment so to speak of what his impending death might be like what do you think about this one uh i'm really excited for this dave as you know i'm a huge documentary fan and i try to push you to uh cover more documentaries on on podcasts um and this year has been uh, I would say better year documentary wise than narrative film wise, at least at the top of the heap right now, you know, it's not been some good stuff, yeah. right? Not award season yet. So we'll see how that all shakes out, but this looks great. This, uh, count me in, you know, like I'm, I'm excited for this. So, yeah. And I mean, part, part of the reason we haven't done many documentaries is it's hard to really say, when when a when a documentary is inspired by other films as much as we'd love to cover it on the show, you know, but 
But this one, I don't know. It's such a weird concept that I think it's probably going to be uniquely situated where maybe we could cover it. I think so. I mean, I was able, you know, to find a few things that it reminded me of, uh, both documentary wise and narrative film wise. So Mm -hmm. uh, if you want me to jump in, I can. uh, Yeah. What do you got? Uh, The first one was, uh, like you said, it's about an older man dealing with Alzheimer's or dementia. And so I thought of a really great documentary, which was that about uh, famed singer Glenn Campbell, I'll Be Me. Um, and they filmed him as his memory was going way downhill and he was still touring and pretty powerful piece. Uh, have you seen that movie? I haven't. No, it sounds good. Yeah. You should definitely check that one out. Right on. What else do you got for this one? Let's just Uh, do all back and forth. Okay. Uh, let's see. There's a documentary, uh, very revered. I, I haven't watched it yet, but, uh, it's from years ago called first cousin once removed similar about a, uh, I think it was, about a documentarian following his uh, cousin, the uh, the uh, famed personality Edward Edwin Honig, and it's about him losing uh, his memory. Uh, the two others I had was, and it's kind of funny because we always kind of joke about this. I put Groundhog Day in there because I think that sure. you know the time loop and losing track of time and what time means. It feels like that, and and also there was like in this. Um, in this preview, like a montage of like different ways that he dies. And that of course reminds me of groundhog day. And then the the last one, Dave, one documentary about a uh, amazing performer at the end of her life was Elaine stretch. Just shoot me. And I think she knew it was coming to the end. And this was going to be like her last kind of uh, uh, salvo for the entertainment world. And, uh, mm-hmm. that kind of had resonance for me. I like it. Good, good ones. I also was thinking about Groundhog's Day as possible, uh, a possible influence. Did you know here. it's just Groundhog Day? Everyone says yes. Groundhog's Day. I actually a hundred percent knew that and it still came out of my mouth the wrong way. I don't know, uh, man. I, Anyway, uh, the, the other the other movies that I thought of while while watching this, uh, one of them uh, back in Charlie Kaufman territory, I thought of Synecdoche, New York. Just this kind of strange but but funny look at just the you know inevitability of death and trying to kind of grasp it and deal with it in a strange, unique kind of way, which I think, uh, you know, the the character that Philip Seymour Hoffman is playing is uh, trying to make his mark in such a, you know, such a strange and unique way. And here we are also being very creative in the way that we're dealing with the, uh, the finality of death. And then the other one, this is a completely, completely, completely different tone of movie, but I just thought of Deadpool. And how once uh, Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool figures out his whole power, how he's just dying over and over again. And we're getting that whole kind of montage of uh, all of the death that this character is going to go through. Yeah, I think those are all good pieces. And also, Dave, movies that we've talked about in the past, even as recently as I'm thinking of ending things, Charlie Kaufman and Palm Springs, which we covered and that kind of does that death time loop over and over and it all has pieces there. I didn't see camera person, which was the filmmakers uh, first movie. Uh, did you mm. see that movie? I haven't. I, I know it's got a great reputation to it though. 
Yeah, we should probably watch that before this one comes out, Dave. Huh? I think that would be a good plan. I'm going to uh, attempt to do that, although we and, all and know it's, how terrible I am. <laughs> it's uh, Kristen Johnson. Is that her name, right? That's I think, yeah. the, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Kirsten Johnson. Yeah. That's the filmmaker. It looks good, man. So. All right. Well, staying in Netflix territory, but with a slightly different tone, uh, we move on to the next entry in Adam Sandler's huge Netflix lineup of, of, of these movies he makes and makes incredible amounts of money for. Uh, it's called Hubie Halloween. It comes out on October 7th. And it's about this uh, oddball in this small town who's always uh, trying to, I guess, protect his town during Halloween. And now it turns out there's actual monsters for him to protect the town from. This looks like he is really making good on his promise when he said if he didn't win the Oscar last year, he would make the worst movie ever. Uh, but that being said, the trailer did make me laugh a few times. I'm really excited for it. Shamefully. So perhaps I was a big Sandman fan back as a teenager. And you sure. know, there have been a few times he's redeemed himself after he's gone downhill with the movies. And uh, I still think his stand-up special was one of the best of the last few years, but oh, this one, great. You know what I like about this one is like they're leaning so hard into the concept. I think maybe uh, maybe I'm just looking at it with uh, uh, rose colored Sandler glasses, but I feel like it could be good. Although it does worry me that uh, we're not getting uh, this uh, Sandman, but instead we're getting uh, this this is Sandman. You know, so um, but uh, how old, how old do you think he can be and still continue doing that? Yeah, it, it, this is more of that Bobby Boucher tenet, <laughs> but uh, you know, he's he, I mean, he's gone to that well a few times, hasn't he? So he sure has. Yeah. He, well, what do you got for your pieces here? Well, I think the most obvious one. This takes place in Salem. It's a Halloween movie about saving the day. Hocus Pocus was the first one I thought of. Sure. Uh, um, I thought of Eight Crazy Nights because that was a Sandler movie where he really leaned into a holiday. Uh, one of the few Hanukkah movies out there, Dave. That's um, true. And then I got two more. Uh, of course, he's got to save the day, save the town. So you think of the absolute Christmas classic Home Alone, you know, mm -hmm. for that. And the last one uh, was Grumpy Cat's Worst Christmas Ever because I saw this preview and I was like, Someone went in and they were like, Adam Sandler's going to do a Halloween movie. And the guy's like, yes, I'll green light it. And then I just thought someone was like, Grumpy Cat's going to do a Christmas movie. And they're like, yes, I'll green light it. Don't you want to read the script? No, nah, no, nah, don't worry about a script. Just just make the movie. It's perfect. It's 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 exactly what we all want. That's what that guy said. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, well, yeah, I, that, I, that's I, a... I hope, uh... I hope it's more along the lines of Home Alone than... Grumpy Cat's worst Christmas ever, though. So. Yeah, let's hope so. That is a, quite a wide range of puzzle pieces right there, I got to say. Um, you, you got Eight Crazy Nights in there. I will also use one Adam Sandler movie in, in mine, and that's Little Nicky, which I think we're kind of, you know, we're in that territory. Also, uh, also you know, just like the kind of more out there of Sandler's uh, various projects, you know, and 
I, I don't know. It's funny when someone tries to kind of recapture something that they did in the past, but goes to the ones that are generally not as celebrated. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, if we're going through the celebrated canon of Adam Sandler, I like I said, I hope this leans more towards the Bobby Boucher kind of mm-hmm. man child than the uh, little Nicky kind of man child. So. We will see. Uh, the, the other one I thought of was Scream and the David Arquette character as yep. this uh, kind of, you know, mentally challenged character who is, you know, trying to help the police, but the police don't really want his help. But he's obviously going to end up being kind of the hero of the series. Uh, so, you know, that that whole kind of dynamic. That crossed my mind. And speaking of documentaries, one of the documentaries uh, that came out this year, David Arquette will not die about his return to professional wrestling. and uh, I heard it's how, great. Uh, it's not great. It, it did almost kill him, though. So, yeah. You know, so. <laughs> All right. Oh, you know what? One other one that kind of just tone-wise reminded me a little bit is the, the series Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Um, just kind of reminded me in that. And there's everything being surrounded. Of course, Salem and then like the whole just Halloween theme spread out for a whole thing. So just kind of reminded me to, you know, it's weird, Dave, because like, you know, every I think people know we're in Las Vegas. Um, I feel like this year I'm looking forward. I like the holiday season. I feel like this year I'm almost looking forward to it more, maybe mm-hmm. because we haven't had like real life in so long. And I don't sure. think the holidays are going to be real life. We're still not there, obviously. But like just little things like holiday movies, like I'm more excited for this than I should be, I think. <laughs> well, hey, any any chance to celebrate and not uh, think about just the gloomy awfulness of reality that we've been in. <laughs> so. Yes. Why? Uh, why doesn't uh, he make a um, movie called Calvin Coronavirus where he you know <laughs> beats the coronavirus for us? So. <laughs> Anything's possible. That Netflix will give him money for anything. It's me, so. Calvin. COVID nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, speaking of gloomy reality, uh, it's time to move on to October 9th and a movie with Robert De Niro battling a little kid called "The War with Grandpa." Which is coming to theaters. I couldn't find information whether or not this is uh, going to be on VOD the same day. I can't imagine they're going to try to make us go back to the theaters for this yet. Um, but I, I don't know. I couldn't find any definitive answer on that. But apparently he is battling a kid for the bedroom that they both want or something like that. And it just looks absolutely ridiculous. And again, like Hubie Halloween, I actually did laugh at the trailer a couple of times. I'm ashamed to say, but, uh, what'd you think about this? Yeah. One? I mean, it's, he moves in with his whatever daughter and her family, I think. And then, you know, they give him the, the kid's bedroom and now the kid declares war with grandpa. And like when I, I was like, Oh, that makes sense for like a good children's book, you know, mm-hmm. but now it's a movie and, um, that's the end of my statement. <laughs> That's all you got to say. That, that covers it pretty much. This is a book, though, right? This is like a, a very popular kids thing, I think. Already. That's what I got out of the preview. I didn't I didn't do any more research on it because um, I didn't want to. Yeah, I, and I don't blame you one bit, Jason Harris. Uh, what, what do you got for your uh, pieces for this? Well, the first one I thought of was Daddy's Home, right? With mm-hmm. uh, Will, Will uh, Ferrell and... And uh, Marky Mark Wahlberg, where they're fighting, you know, for the love of the family, because that's got that kind of tone. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we've seen De Niro do this and uh, this this character before. But I I was kind of thinking, like, 
this kind of did remind me a little of grumpy old men because he teams up with the other old men, you know, mm-hmm. one of which is Christopher Walken. I don't know. And Cheech Marin's in there. And, you know, Christopher Walken gives me another chance to do an impression on your show, Dave. So <laughs> Yeah, that was good. That was actually really good. You got it all in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, you know, there's all those old man last trip shows, but uh, last trip movies. The two other movies, there's a really... Um, this one is not a comedy. There was a movie called Roommates in 1995 with D.B. Sweeney and uh, Peter Falk about an old man who moves in with his grandkid and, you know, they have to eventually see to eye to eye. Um, <laughs> and the, the, the grandkid's an adult already. So I think that's going to be something. And then the last one where I'm hoping it goes, Gran Torino. Nice. <laughs> yeah, oh, I want, uh, I want uh, De Niro and his friends to, you know... Uh, Raise hell on this kid. Yeah, especially Christopher Walken. Um, I I do hope this movie leans in and maybe, you know, it's obviously one of these kid movie things, but I mean, I, I hope it leans into the absolute craziness. Uh, I I had for pieces, I, I had Home Alone just because it kind of seems like they're going to set some traps and stuff like that. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, try to drive each other nuts that way. Uh, and then also just, you know, I mean, I would say... This movie itself is uh, is inspired by De Niro's various, uh, you know, forays into these kid comedies. But uh, I thought of the Vin Diesel one, The Pacifier, and, you know, just this tough guy having to deal with kids, you know, uh, which it, th- these movies are so it's just such a simple concept. Whether or not the execution comes off can really, you know, totally make or break something like this because it's such a bad idea on paper but hey i hopefully it's fun i mean especially with those old guys uh being together in this well yeah i watched two of them this year i watched my spy with dave batista um Mm. and you know just for the record i have a i have a daughter who's young so um a six-year-old so if you're thinking i'm just going out and watching these uh for no reason you're mistaken uh my spy's not bad (laughs) simple concept and then the other one i watched was that one on um on Netflix, the sleepover where like Malin Ackerman plays like a thief who's like in witness Mm. relocation. And then her family has to save her. And it's like, who am I rooting for this lifelong thief, you know, like, or the, uh, the, (laughs) the other thieves, like that one was really bad. So this one, like you said, really simple. Hopefully they just keep it that simple where it's like two people one upping each other the whole time. And that's it. So next up on our list, a movie heading straight to premium VOD. It is called Love and Monsters. It comes out October 16th. And it looks like one of these kind of, uh, I don't know, like kind of like a classic adventure set amongst monsters and kids and love. And uh, it it looks kind of fun to me. I mean, I am a sucker for movies with big, crazy monsters. What do you think about this one? I kind of, yeah, at first I was like, what am I watching? But then it did become kind of fun. I'm like, all right, I'm in for this one where it's, you know, the apocalypse happens and monsters take over and the kid has to, like, go find his girlfriend, right? And he's probably, like, 16. And I think back of when I was in high school and had the apocalypse happen and I tried to find my high school girlfriend, I'd have been like, man, what a waste (laughs) knowing how it turned out, Dave. Like, why did I do that? So. Yeah, you you could have been foraging for supplies, but no. Yeah, after after her. you know it turned out as it did, I sh- I should have just 
giving her to the monsters. So yeah, you know, nice so. diversionary tactic. Or yeah, something. just be like, <laughs> uh, you you try dealing with their monsters. <laughs> what do you got for your uh, pieces here? Uh, I think we're probably going to overlap here. First one I thought of, of course, was Zombie Land. Apocalypse mm-hmm. happens. You know, and uh, people have to cross the country finding their family. Um, uh, I thought of another zombie movie um, because it was a love story and I thought it was such a good movie, which was Warm Bodies, that kind of like um, post-apocalyptic love comedy. And then there's a show on Netflix that I watched uh, with my uh, little kiddo there called The Last Kids on Earth. And it's literally the exact same premise where it's like the apocalypse happens and some dude's like, I got to find the girl I have a crush on. And it's a cartoon. So there you go. Those there are my three. Go. Leave me alone. The, those are good pieces. Definitely thought about Zombieland. Also thought of A Quiet Place. Uh, just kind of the the tone of it seems similar. The, uh, the, the, the way it's shot kind of seems similar. And a little bit of the creature design as well kind of seems similar. And uh, another one I thought of was Cloverfield because we're in the midst of this big giant monster thing and the main uh, story is trying to rescue the girl that he uh, he's in love with. So sure. And A Quiet one. Place is, of course, what they refer to your Patreon as because you have so <laughs> few subscribers. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> Internet joke, bang. <laughs> there's there's the audiogram for this episode right there. <laughs> so moving on to our next movie. This one's going to Hulu on October 23rd. It is called Bad Hair. And it seems to be a uh, creepy horror concept about a... Uh, I don't know. This one's kind of weird. It seems to be set in like a, a barbershop and there is some kind of like creepy supernatural thing going on with the hair here. What, what do you think about this? Uh, do you, Did you watch Dear White People, Justin Simeon's first movie? I have not. No, I know it's very acclaimed. though. Yeah, it's really good. You should watch it. Like it's, I, I will before I see this thing. Yeah, I got to watch the series, but like... Uh, I'm really excited about him as a filmmaker and, you know, he's telling black stories through a very modern lens. And um, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, this will continue on with that rise of uh, black horror films, which I know was one of the reasons he was looking to do this. Uh, I've listened to interviews with him. He's really well versed in film history. So I'm excited to see anything he does. And, uh, um like this isn't necessarily like oh what i would like if i could pick a project for him but like if this is the project he wants to do i definitely want to see it so yeah it uh, it feels like it's gonna be very satire and like you know so that that at least leaves the room like leaves it open for like a lot of influence a lot of interesting things even if it seems a little silly on paper yeah but also it's like you know we as uh white dudes one with the jew fro you and one bald sure. me like we really don't understand you know kind of black women's hair as sure. uh so for us to kind of you know the premise is definitely maybe a little outside of our norm but like you know <laughs> kind of with like weaves and this and that but like it's definitely um something that i think um will reach a wider audience than just you know, people who go to the beauty shops like that, men, women, white, black, whatever, you know? So it looks fun. It looks fun. So what do you got for pieces on this? Uh, Obviously I picked get out because that 
kind of kicked off this renaissance of black horror films, Jordan Peele. Um, mm-hmm. I picked the Chris Rock documentary, Good Hair, which yes. is all about the importance of uh, black women's hair, weaves, different styles, what, uh, what means what in that, that kind of world of beauty and what's important. And then the last one I picked was a horror movie about a different body part, Teeth, which is about a yeah. biting vagina that that uh, mercilessly takes its victims vagina that, style. That is certainly another body part that could go uh, violent and scary. Um. In real life, too, <laughs> depending on who you know. So uh, I didn't have teeth on my list, although I see where you're coming from. Certainly, I I definitely had considered Get Out, especially you know just the kind of general creepy vibe. It has the same kind of and not just the cast being predominantly African American, of course, but also just the the creepiness factor. It seems to be coming from a similar place of everybody's kind of all smiles and everything's just a little off in a way instead of it being like big jump scares or anything like that. So I just, I thought that kind of similar, uh, you know, scariness. And then also, yeah, good hair obviously uh, is, is a good one there. I also thought of in fabric, the, uh, Peter Strickland, a 24, uh, horror film about a killer dress, mm. which again, another kind of strange thing to be a killer blank. Uh, but you know, kind of, in that same realm of fashion kind of hair exists in. So I thought of that one too. So Dave, you have any real life uh, vagina horror stories you want to share with us? Moving on to our next <laughs> movie. Uh, <laughs> on October 23rd as well, this one's coming to Apple Plus. Finally, something coming to Apple Plus. Our subscriptions will actually get used. Um, it is... On the Rocks, reteaming uh, Bill Murray with Sofia Coppola, um, also co-produced by A24, I believe. And uh, it looks like a sweet father-daughter kind of relationship movie. It's kind of like a, I don't know, like kind of a straightforward comedy almost in a way. What do you think of this one? Yeah, it looks a little lighter than some of the fairway we know Sofia Coppola for. And it's a dad and a daughter. And, you know, they seem to get along fine, although they... You know, uh, there seems to be a few boundaries between them, right? And the dad and the daughter think that maybe the daughter's husband, which is Rashida Jones, and uh, that the husband, played by Marlon Wayans, might be cheating on her. And then they kind of start to follow him and, you know, uh, to find out the truth. So... Hey, hooray, it looks fun. You know we're going to watch anything Sofia Coppola does. Exactly, exactly. And, I mean, especially... That that team up coming back together after all these years, I it looks so light, like you said, but at the same time, there's no way I'm going to miss this. So. Yeah, it kind of felt like if like Noah Bomback was on Valium or something like that, <laughs> you know. So. That that works. Yeah, absolutely. Is that the first of your uh, pieces here? Yeah, Noah Bombach no, on Valium? It, it's not. But um, one film that I've talked to you about, and I believe probably on your podcast before, uh, the Day Trippers, Greg Matola. Um, which is a great movie and we should be covering it uh, on some, either yours or my podcast. I keep pushing for it, you know? Yeah. Um, and it is about a family that thinks um, the husband is having an affair and they follow him to New York and see what's what. And it's kind of like, you know, you know this leads to this leads to this. And the dialogue is so smart and funny and the casting is so good. 
Uh, of all the movies we've mentioned today, I feel like maybe that's the one I really want to recommend because everyone knows Home Alone and stuff like that, which is still a great right. movie, right? But The Day Trippers is awesome. I love that movie. Um, another movie that I love, uh, which of course involves uh, Bill Murray and uh, some type of different love triangle, was uh, Rushmore. So this sure. one involves a, a husband, a daughter, and a father. That one, of course, involves a married man, a student, and the teacher. So it's different, obviously, paternal love, but uh, I'm excited to see anything Bill Murray does ever, and it's nice that they're reteaming Sofia Coppola and Bill Murray. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I had thought of Rushmore as well. Um, and the Day Trippers is on my watch list. I know we've talked about maybe doing like a Missing Pieces episode on it or something like that. I definitely am looking forward to watching that. Uh, the other ones I had, I like we've been saying, this looks it looks strangely light. Uh, but I thought of like a Nancy Myers thing, like maybe like something's got to give. But instead of it being a you know relationship between the older guy and the uh, the the aging but still younger woman um it's a father-daughter relationship instead so kind of that kind of tone i also thought of easy a uh because of the just kind of quirky quickness back and forth relationship between this father and daughter which in easy a is emma stone and stanley tucci um which is a really fun kind of uh not realistic but fun uh portrayal of a relationship between that is a that is a fun movie and stanley tucci plays the husband and day trippers that they're trying to oh. track down so nice there you go there's connections all around there so right on well that's our six movies to look forward to in october and of course there are uh plenty of others you know that we could have covered here but i think that gives us a a nice little list to to look forward to um as for last month's for our september episode uh the movies we had talked about we talked about critical thinking the owners i'm thinking of ending things the devil all the time kajillionaire and enola holmes those last two Still aren't out. They're coming out soon at the time of recording this. But what about those first four? Did you watch any of those? I did watch two of the first four, and I think I'll be watching Enola Holmes this week. Um, and Kajillionaire is just going to theaters, isn't it, for now? Or I think it actually will be on VOD. There was like some kind of like special screening that you could sign up for, and it sold out right away. Um, but I think that that is probably a sign that they'll have it on VOD as well. Well, that's exciting. That's good. I watched, uh, I'm thinking of ending things, and I watched, uh, what was the one you mentioned? Oh, uh, The Devil All the Time. And the I, I liked I well. liked them both. Like, I didn't understand I'm thinking of ending things. I think a lot of people feel that way. Uh, once it was explained to me, I kind of understood it, but I don't necessarily think it um, realized that in the film, like what it mm -hmm. was, what it was going for. And it kind of fell apart for me in act three, but I know people love it and maybe I'll watch it again someday. I did like the first two thirds of it quite a bit. Um, okay. Devil All the Time, I also liked, I think that's the first like uh, kind of like, Oscar bait drama of the season. I don't think it'll get any nominations, but I did like how kind of uh, sprawling and kind of encompassing of this kind of uh, coal miner town and, um, you know, just kind of area it, 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 uh, it takes place in. Although I do think they could have easily cut 20 to 30 minutes and had just as an effective movie. 
I think that's fair. Um, and yeah, those are the two that I watched as well. Of course, I loved I'm Thinking of Ending Things. We did do an episode on it. So everyone listening, if you haven't heard it yet, make sure to check that out. Uh, not sure if we'll do one on The Devil All the Time, possibly, but uh, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. It, Like you said, it is a little long. It's a little convoluted, too, I think, but some great performances packed in there. And, you know, I tend to like any movie that's critical of religion. So I thought you were going to say any movie with Robert Pattinson. I, fanboy. I, I think that's probably a fair statement as well, too. I, I don't know that I've not liked anything he's been in so far. Twilight? So. I haven't seen them really. I mean, I kind of did. I watched them uh, half asleep, you know, but I watched them enough to say that I've watched them, but. All right, whatever. Yeah, whatever. But no, those were good. And, um, you know, maybe we'll do a quick add on on Enola Holmes this week before you put this out. Yeah, we'll see what happens. So, uh, hey, Jason, why don't you uh, tell people about Awesome Movie Year and whatever else you got going on? Awesome Movie Year Season 5. We're just wrapping it up. We're moving into Season 6 soon, which is exciting. We'll have an announcement on what that year is going to be. But we are finishing 1977 right now. Uh, By the time this is released, we'll only have really just two to three more episodes out there. Each each season, we take a different year. We break it down why it was an awesome movie year. We do the best picture, some other award winners, a box office flop. Both uh, you and my co-host, Josh Bell, get your own picks, and I get my own pick in there. And then uh, we just cover some random things, future cult classic, documentary, foreign film. Uh, I'm really proud of it, and uh, you're doing a good job producing it, Dave. Oh, thank you so much. Jason. And everybody you, check that out. Yeah, it's all it's all over this wherever you get this podcast. We're also on the web awesomemovieyear.com, awesome movie year on Facebook and Instagram, awesome movie pod on Twitter, I'm Jason Harris Comedy on Facebook and Instagram, Jay Harris Comedy on Twitter, and my website, go for Jason, is the Hubie Halloween of websites. <laughs> uh that it is that it is (laughs) so jason as always thank you so much for being here i'm glad we're continuing to do this series and we will uh see what's happening in november cool hey i'm josh bell i'm jason harris hey josh we're friends in real life but we're also co-hosts on this new podcast called awesome movie year where we take a look back at an awesome year for movies and do a deep dive looking at movies including the best picture winner the biggest movie at the box office future cult classics and more including the biggest flop and this season we're doing 1994 you can find us wherever you get your podcasts that could be Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. We're all over the web as well. Got Awesome Movie Year on all the socials and awesomemovieyear.com. So please like us, subscribe. And uh, if you do like us, give us a five-star rating because we love you. All right. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation about some of the movies coming out in October 2020. And, uh, you know, there's actually... Another movie I found out about just after, I mean, obviously there's plenty more movies coming out in October, but this one in particular looks really great. It's coming out October 9th. It's called The Wolf of Snow Hollow, uh, starring, written, and directed by Jim Cummings. And I don't know, it just looks really good. I'm really excited for this one and uh, would have included it on our roundup if I knew about it before recording time. But hey, we can't cover everything, right? But maybe we'll get to cover this one on a full episode later this month. So thanks as always to Jason Harris for stopping by. Uh, make sure you are listening to Awesome Movie Year. There are, I believe when this goes up, 
they're going to be on the final episode of their fifth season and going into their sixth season, and that is awesome. There is so much awesome movie here to check out if you haven't yet all five of those original seasons and the new one coming up is going to be really exciting i i can't quite give away the year yet but uh the the answer to what the next year will be is coming up on their uh season end uh epilogue episode so definitely keep an ear out for that and if you want to hear even more awesome movie year and even more piecing it together and more of my music, you should check out our Patreon. I have a produced by David Rosen Patreon, which combines all of the music and podcast related stuff I've got going on into one big Patreon. It's patreon.com slash by David Rosen. And on there, there are bonus episodes from awesome movie year. There are advanced episodes of piecing it together and for a limited time only, if you sign up for at least the $5 level of the Patreon, you will get a copy of my new album for free as part of the sign-up as a bonus. Now, of course, I told you at the top of the show to go buy the album on Bandcamp, and I appreciate that if you do that, because that is a great way to buy the album and certainly get you know my, my full share without Bandcamp getting any of their cut, but I'm especially excited to grow this Patreon because the bigger it grows, the more subscribers we get, the more content we are going to make for it. I will definitely be able to get the awesome movie here, guys, to make more content for it. I will be able to rope in some great guests for some extra bonus piecing it together stuff. Uh, All Rice, No Beans, we're going to record more stuff. And of course, I have a lot of other music I can release, stuff that is not on albums yet that I can start putting together some special Patreon-only exclusive releases. So uh, go sign up. We really appreciate the support. And you will, for this limited time only, get a free copy of my new album if you do sign up for the $5 level on up. They go up to $20, I think. Uh, starts at $1, though, if you don't want the free thing and you just want to throw a little support our way. We appreciate that, too. So you can, uh, other than that, follow us on social media at PiecingPod. We appreciate every time you share our podcast. It really helps to get the word out. And uh, join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. And that about does it for today. Um, I am going to close this one out with the song Multiply from my new album. This is the new music video that's out there. I'm sure I played it recently on the show, but I do want you to go check out this music video because it's super cool. It was created by this visual effects artist named Tobias Steiner, and it's just a really cool pulsating kind of ambient track, uh, although it does pick up in the second half. But... I, I'm really proud of this piece of music. I'm proud of the video. You can find it on my website, bydavidrosen.com, or on my YouTube channel. And I will be playing tracks from this new album, David Rosen, a lot in the coming weeks as I continue to promote this thing. So if I played it recently, uh, here it is again. This is Multiply.
an All Points West production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.